If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First, if you're looking for a unique stocking stuffer, they just created new candy canes that taste like Twinkies. (laughs) Second, did you know there are 13 keto dishes you can order at Taco Bell? Yeah, a lot of the menu items can be customized to emit the rice and beans and tortillas and create the keto treat you're craving. And finally, in the world of food, did you hear McDonald's is testing the drive through of the future in Texas? What's that? One person said it's like the Jetsons with an order ahead lane that tracks how close you are to picking up the food so it's fresh and a conveyor belt that delivers your order. No tables or chairs inside. The whole restaurant is geared for grab and go. Hmm. Kind of takes the human factor out of it, too, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Your food comes on a conveyor belt. (laughs) Right. But we act like we like the human contact, but most of us... Would rather have something... Avoid people, so... Fast and get it done. Do we really? You think most people... I think a lot of people do nowadays. I mean, look at how hard it is to get people to call our show. We all text. Hmm. Like, we're like, we're out at radio station events going, hey... Call our show. Please call our show. We love when people call. We sound like everybody's mom and dad. Right? <laughs> you never call anymore. You don't call. You need to call our show more. <laughs> Coming up, you're going to love this, Kev. I'm going to introduce you to a one-eared dog named Van Gogh oh. and what he's doing to help other dogs. I want him. Is he available? <laughs> no, he's not. He oh, has okay. a loving family. Oh. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. Love to introduce you to a one-eared dog named Van Gogh. And he's raising money for charity by painting with his tongue. <laughs> Poor pup- I thought you were going to say pause. No. You really threw me a curveball there with his tongue. His tongue. Poor puppy lost his ear when he was part of a dog fighting ring, which is hmm. how he lost the ear. Hmm. And uh, the head of a rescue place in Connecticut originally used the painting idea as a gimmick to get Van Gogh adopted. But now he has a loving family, and he's done over 60 paintings and raised more than $3,000 to help rescue other Aww. pets. That's great. Isn't that so cool? That is cool. My wife, she she is, follows so many dog rescues on social medias, and every day she's, like, sending me a picture. I'm like, are we getting another dog? No, isn't he just cute? And the one that I want, there's a dog that, unfortunately, had to have his, his back right leg amputated. He's a three-dog Three-legged greyhound. Does he have one of those little wheelchairs? No, he's those a three-legged so greyhound, cute. and he is already getting around like you wouldn't even know he had three legs. He's That's zipping cool. around the yard at the rescue that he's at. I'm like, can we please, can we please, can we please? And Tracy's just like, if we didn't have five right now, I'd say yes, but, hmm. And it's all in her. I mean, she takes care of the dogs, the vet vet appointments and everything else. But, yeah, I saw that little little guy, big guy with three legs, and that he didn't let him stop him. I was like, that's our dog. We're the island of misfit dogs. He'd fit right in. Pretty soon you're going to have to get a part-time job just to pay for your dog habit. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Kev, remember you were telling us the other day on the show that your wife refuses to use the same wrapping paper year to year? Oh, yeah. Well, use it. I, I thought that change. was so quirky and so bizarre. Um, uh-huh. I, re- I use mine. But I realized I do have a weird quirk when it comes to my wrapping paper. I was wrapping presents last night. I'll tell you about it in a minute. So I'll admit, I giggled when I heard your wife won't use the same wrapping paper year to year. I was like, oh, nobody can remember. I use mine. I keep using it till the roll is up. Yeah, we all talk about Um, you behind your back. Yeah, okay. Yeah, in fact, I have this giant roll that just... It just it won't, won't go away. But I realized I was wrapping some presents last night. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm just as quirky as Tracy, if not worse. So here's the deal. 
I have um, these new Hobby Lobby decorations for Christmas that I bought a year ago because it was our first Christmas in our new house. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like a winter wonderland theme. Okay. And so I made sure if a, tr- if a gift is going under my tree and it's going to stay at my house for a while... It has to have winter wonderland wrapping paper. <laughs> and then all the gifts that I've wrapped that are going to my in-laws house, they live in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh-huh. It has this it has paper that I know my mother-in-law will love. She'd be like, oh, that's beautiful paper. But she would not like my Winter Wonderland paper. Uh-uh. She does not like white. She only likes cream. And she likes deep color. And so I'm out of wrapping paper that Uh-oh. she would love. And I told my Uh-oh. husband, I'm like, i got to brave the stores and go, go get more, go wrapping, more paper. wrapping paper. Right? He goes, just, she does not like red. He goes, just put it in bright red and make make a joke about it. Like, I found some paper you would really love. And I'm like, no, I can't do that to your mom. <laughs> While it's under the tree, it's going to make her eye twitch if it doesn't match her theme. <laughs> so I'm just as bad, right. if not more quirky than your wife. Since you brought up wrapping paper, there's yet another wrapping paper quirk with my wife, Tracy, of some wrapping paper we have that's so beautiful, she won't use it. <laughs> we'll talk about that next. We're talking about uh, Christmas wrapping paper. Taylor's got a quirk. My wife has a quirk. She won't use the same wrapping paper two years in a row. It's got to be different wrapping paper. And I want year. the wrapping paper to match the decor. So um, here's the <laughs> new quirk with Tracy. Not wallpaper. Uh, uh, did I say wallpaper? <laughs> no, I called it. I'm oh. like, why, am I, why does it have to match the decor? It's not wallpaper. <laughs> um, we went a few years ago to Florence, Italy, my wife and I. Fantastic trip. Wonderful trip. If you can save your... Frequent flyer miles and stuff, highly recommend that. It's one of the best cities in the world. You'll, you won't run out of stuff to do. You can spend a week there and be like, oh, my gosh, we met, We still haven't seen A, B, C, and D. Um, but one of the things that Florence is famous for is printing paper. You'll go and they'll have paper shops where you can go and buy stationery and pen sets and wrapping paper. Fancy schmancy wrapping paper. And we bought fancy schmancy Christmas wrapping paper. And I was like, oh, I'm going to use that. Was it on a roll, by the way? No, it's like folded. You buy it like in a sheet, and it's like it ain't cheap for like one sheet. is pretty expensive. Wow. Um, apparently, it's so pretty, so nice, and so elegant, we shall never use it. Because <laughs> I said, I'm going to use some of that this year. She said, no, you're not. I said, why not? It's wrapping paper. Let's use it for what it's for. She's like, it's too pretty. We're not using this. We're just keeping it. You should frame it. <laughs> Maybe we should. Yeah, I mean, it, why Why let it sit? Make it know, a Christmas decoration. Waste we'll, away in a drawer year after year. It'll be a nice seasonal decoration. Yeah, we'll put it, put it up, in a frame. And we'll be like, oh, people are like, well, what's, what is that? It's our fancy schmancy wrapping paper. We don't use that. I put a Christmas card in a frame one time. It's I still have it. Yeah. Because it, it looked exactly like my dogs at the time, Alex Aww. and Jackson, but as puppies with Christmas hats. And I'm like, what are the chances? So I kept it and I framed it. So you should frame the wrapping paper. Maybe it's a good idea. Hey, do you get annoyed by self-checkout lanes? Oh, you know my rule. Bad things happen at self-checkout. Mm-hmm. Avoid it. At all costs. They've been around since the late 1980s, just at supermarkets, and have now spread to big box stores, clothing stores, and more. Now, if you were to guess if stores were getting rid of them or adding more, what would you say? I'd say it's, it seems like more. It seems like they're adding them. You are correct, sir. Sadly, it's more. Kohl's, H&M, and Bed Bath & Beyond are just a few that are testing them out. The biggest reason 
it saves money. Hmm. Labor is one of the largest hmm. expenses for stores, and self-checkout transfers the work of paid employees to unpaid customers. Right, and that's the whole thing. I'm like, why would why would I do this myself when there's a trained professional? Especially if you're like me, and you like to go to the clearance rack, and, and they put those clearance stickers, you know, like a clearance skew code on, and sometimes it's wrinkled or something, and that is not going to swipe when you try it on the self-checkout thing. Man, you, for someone who hates self-checkout, you have a lot of experience with it. Because my kids and my that wife the will convince items. me. My kids and my wife will convince me, like, <laughs> oh, there's no one at self-checkout. Just got to be like, okay, I'm telling you, this is not going to end well, and it never ever does i'm telling the avoid do you like self-checkout why don't you make a commitment never ever to go through it again i do personally i do but, but your wife and your kids can sway others, you others will <laughs> well they'll insist and, and i'm so, outvoted right oh. so, mm. so look at how worked up mm. you are it's one of the it's a massive frustration to go to i love them when they work <laughs> Which I get really is, scared never, if I have never. produce. I get very worried about going through self checkout. Yeah, you put the wrong code in or something, mm-hmm. and yeah. I mean, okay, one time, one time at self checkout, um, I had produce right, and I accidentally put in didn't put in organic, which was more expensive, and the guilt overwhelmed me. I hit the little button, my thing started flashing, and I had to wait for someone to come over, and they're like, "What's the problem?" I said, "Well, I I put the wrong code in." I didn't put organic, and that's more expensive, so I'd like for you to... And, and the person was like, don't worry about it, it's fine. And I was like, no! Mm. It's not fine! I'm having a moral crisis here! <laughs> Coming up in just a minute, we're going to talk about... I'll tell you in a second. <laughs> Does your family have any quirky Christmas traditions? Does your family happen to have any quirky Christmas traditions? Oh, yeah. Not the normal ones like decorating the tree, watching Christmas movies, or listening to Christmas music. We're talking unique quirky. They surveyed families and discovered some really different ones. Things like dressing up the cat every Christmas, wearing silly Christmas pajamas. A lot of people do that. Like I know a family, they get matching pajamas and go to uh, Waffle House on Mm. Christmas Eve every year. Uh, (laughs) Having an ugly ornament exchange. Camping in the living room on Christmas Eve, which makes it really hard for Santa to sneak say, around. I don't know how they pull that one off. And more. So, yeah. Uh, I think it'd be fun to have people call and share their quirky Christmas traditions yeah, with us, us. give us a buzz. Maybe it's a weird food or something you can. Maybe you guys play Monopoly till 2 o'clock in the morning every year on Christmas Eve. What is it? So we're talking about weird and quirky things that your family does that you might be pretty sure no one else does at Christmas time. We'd love to hear about your weird and quirky traditions. We just hung up with a lady. They have a soup cook-off. How fun is that? Every year on Christmas Day. Nobody has to cook. Soup's on. I guess everybody (laughs) has to cook. But nobody has all the pressure. Right. I wonder if anybody's ever taken, like, I don't know, Progresso and (laughs) bought, like, five cans of it. And try to pass it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And add add a few fresh ingredients. (laughs) (laughs) We want to hear from you. Give us a call. Hey, Sue, we're talking about weird and quirky uh, Christmas traditions. So what is it that makes your family weird? Well, our family uh, is consists of lots of children and little ones. So my husband came up with a game that we play every Christmas at our party, and it is a Don't Break the Ice contest. The little kids' game, Don't Break the yeah, Ice. Yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. Can, everybody can participate in that. We have a bracket. We have a Don't Break the Ice trophy. No kidding. Uh, wow. 
it's a real big deal at our house. The littles, the grandkids can play. We have a adopted son who has special needs, and he can play. Aww. Nice. And, what a uh, special family. Now, I is the trophy, do the, does the trophy rotate? Like, you get the trophy, do you not get to keep it if you lose the next year? Do you have to give it on to the next person? Well, we, we're going to start that. Last year, we actually ordered a ice I love you guys. That is the best. Thanks for sharing that. We're talking about uh, weird or quirky stuff that you and your you and your family do at Christmas time. I I think I don't know if this is weird or quirky. I I like this memory, and at the time I didn't appreciate it as it was happening, Taylor. And that's from the time I was a little kid, my mom insisted we didn't just go to midnight mass. We went to midnight mass at her old parish, her old church. In East Baltimore, downtown Baltimore, um, which at the time, and they still are, uh, they have masses in Polish. I've oh, told wow. you guys a million times, my mom's family's like right off the boat from Poland. And she would want to go to midnight mass where half of it was in Polish. So imagine As six, a little kid, seven-year-old <laughs> Kevin trying to stay up until midnight. Oh. And then you're sitting there and it was beautiful. I mean, in my mind, I can see it all happening in my mind. And, and now as an adult, I appreciate it. It was just gorgeous. Um, but at the time, you're just like, you know, this guy's up there and he might as well be going like, bingy, 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 right? Mom. And you're just like, your eyes are getting heavy and you're just like, <laughs> man, I'm not sleeping, you're sleeping. And then on top of everything else, Santa had to bypass your house and wait till you got home from midnight mass, right? And then come down well, your chimney. That was the funny thing is you would fall asleep and it would take a beautiful service, it would take about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So at one thirty in the morning, we start the about hour long drive back home to our house in the suburbs and we're wide awake. Is that Santa? We're like, oh, look, yeah. we're like looking up sudden, in the sky, you see an airplane go by, is that him? Is your that parents were like, great, they're <laughs> never going to go to sleep. They, they couldn't stay awake through church and now they're wide I awake. I think my quirkiest thing, I couldn't think of anything really big, but is I remember my sister had to come get us at the beach because the, the oh, Christmas man. dinner was ready. We had to go eat because I grew up in Jupiter, Florida. Yeah, that's, We that's, thought that was pretty cool. That's very unique. Absolutely. And then the palm trees with lights, right? Yeah, oh, so pretty. <laughs> How many kids are on your Christmas gift list? Mine's mm. pretty long because I have 11 nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. So are you curious to know which toys are popular this year, this Christmas season? They did a new survey, and retro is in. Mm. The most popular toy in the entire USA. You want to take a guess, Kev? Think most retro. Toy, retro. retro. Um, is it like old school video games? No. Something hmm. your son played with. Uh, connects? Or yeah, Legos? Lincoln Logs. Lincoln Logs, okay. Yeah. etch sketch is way up there along with Rock'em Sock'em Robots and oh, Hot Wheels. Oh, those fun. Did you ever play Rock'em Sock'em Robots? I don't think I ever had. I, I had Hungry Hungry Hippos, which that's super popular. I remember the year we got uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, my mom was against it. My dad was like, come on. And she's like, no, it's going to teach them to act violently. And he was like, have you seen our kids? <laughs> <laughs> They've got the fighting brothers thing down already. That's funny. This may help them duke it out with toys yes. instead of each other. I'm pulling out a letter from a little listener we have named Susie. Uh, because the number one doll in the USA is... Cabbage Patch Dolls. No kidding. And Suze, see, look she, look how cute her handwriting is. She wrote us Aww. a letter. Aww. She loves the show, and she has Cabbage Patch Dolls named after Taylor and Kevin. No kidding. Yes, we need to meet Susie someday. <laughs> um, in Canada, the number one doll is American Girl. And then kids who grew up in the 90s, who are now parents, 
are making sure their kids have koosh balls in their stockings this year. Hmm. All right. Well, there you go. That's a pretty extensive list that uh, you share with everybody. I like that, though. And the Cabbage Patch Dolls named, named Kevin after and us. Taylor. Wow. Kev, uh, I hate to have to do this, but um, Uh-oh. I'm going to say it out loud. Uh-oh. You were right. <laughs> Again? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you about it in just a minute. Wait, Something wait, wait, wait. you wait. and I have been arguing about for years. Wait, wait. Say it one more time. You were right. Ah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait to hear this. You were openly, publicly stating that I was right about something. Yeah. This and is a red letter day. More importantly, ma, your mom was right. So here's the deal. Um, there's something that Kevin and I have been bickering about for years on mm-hmm. the Kevin and Taylor show. And that is, I have always stood my ground that you do not get a cold from being cold. A cold is caused by a virus. Mm-hmm. And Kevin's mm-hmm. like, well, then why did my mom always tell me? Bundle up, you'll catch a cold. Yeah, especially if it's like um, rainy and cold and your bare yeah. feet. I put some shoes on, you're well, going to catch a cold. Turns out, mom was right. has ah! absolutely nothing to do with your feet. <laughs> it has everything to do with a cold nose. <laughs> Scientists discovered that your nose is a main entry point for viruses. Right. And it turns out cold air affects how well the immune cells in there can fight them off. So when a virus gets into your nose, billions of immune cells start scrambling and attacking it. But it happens less and less the colder it gets. If your nose is cold, it can't fight off those viruses. So mm-hmm. what you could do is throw a scarf over your nose and mouth or put a mask on and keep that nose warm. <laughs> and if your nose is warm, it's going to fight out off the virus I better. I think we've all had enough of the masks. Maybe a scarf is the option to go with. But the more important thing, let's not let's stay focused on the big thing. Kevin was right. Mom was right. Your mom was right. <laughs> Sweet victory. No cold noses for me. Have you seen anybody posting on social media? Uh, one of the music streaming services is they're, they're doing a couple of ways of posting your most listened to songs or artists of the year. One of them is it, it will do them like if it was a concert festival. Here's who you'd, you would be seeing. Uh, it's kind of cool. But there's one particular group of people who aren't posting what they've been listening to this year because they're a little embarrassed. I'll tell you why they're embarrassed next. So a lot of my friends on social media, maybe you you have some friends that have been doing this too, they listen to some music on streaming, and uh, the streaming services have, they they make it so that you can, like, press a button and your most streamed stuff of the past year will come. Oh, that's a great idea. Come in in a graphic, and you Uh can choose, like, uh, if it was a concert, what the festival would look like, concert festival would look like, and um, so there's a bunch of different ways you can present it, but there's one group of people who... um, are getting the realization because of this that they ain't as hip as they used to be. And I'm talking about parents of really little littles because (laughs) their most listened to songs are things like, uh, what's the song from Encanto? Uh, We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. Baby Shark. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What else? The Frozen soundtrack still. Frozen. Yeah, their top artists aren't as cool as maybe they were Five years ago. That's hilarious. <laughs> One dad made fun of himself and he posted, 
uh, as a public service to everyone, I'm not posting my most streamed songs because it reads like <laughs> a Disney catalog. Come on, who doesn't like to rock out to their best version of Itsy Bitsy Spider? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't worry, they'll grow up and you'll get you'll get your cool factor back. Don't worry about it. I think that's so cool that people are posting their like their most listened to stream songs of the year. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, my niece is always texting me songs to listen to, so I think it would be like a compilation of all these artists that we play here on the radio station with songs I had never heard until she told me about them. Mm. But one of the ones that would be like number one on my list would be the new Stephen Curtis Chapman project that came out. Oh, I just yeah. love that project. That's good. It's just, I. it's in high rotation for me, for sure. Very good. You know who winds up in mine? Lincoln Brewster. Oh, yeah. He's so good. Love Lincoln Brewster. He's in my top five this year. Again. So you've heard of the Visiting Elves, Elf on a Shelf. There's some people who are like, uh, our elf can't make it this year. He's busy. <laughs> um, but my neighbor across the street, she came up with a really sweet idea. She has really young grandkids, like little, little. Mm-hmm. And she found this thing that it really helps you get your kids to focus on the true meaning of Christmas. Okay. And it's called the shepherd on the search. Mm. And it's, it's this cute little plush shepherd doll. And it comes with a book. And every night when the grandkids are spending the night with grandma, the shepherd hides and each morning you look for him. And it seems like every time they find the shepherd, he's near a nativity. He's near these pillows with mm. a nativity scene on it. He's near an ornament that Very has cool. a nativity. So she said, you, can, you should share that idea with your Kevin and Taylor listeners yeah. because it's so neat to have a way to do something really fun and cute. And the shepherd's looking for baby Jesus. So it helps them focus on the true reason for the season. Yeah. Coming up, does parenting make you more introverted? Hmm. Does parenting make you more introverted? Mm-hmm. A mom of five said she can understand what it feels like to crave solitude in a way similar to hunger. Kids can make you feel maxed out on noise, physical touch, movement, interaction. So yes, you may have become a little bit more introverted as a mom or a dad. So what can you do if you miss the extroverted outgoing version of yourself? Well, you can look for tiny ways to recharge your batteries. Like one mom said, she loves to pump gas because her kids are strapped into their seats. She can see if they're okay, (laughs) but she can't hear them whining because their cracker broke in half. (laughs) So, yes, pumping gas for a mom is a little mini vacation. Hmm. That's why when mom goes to Target and leaves the kids home with dad, it takes like seven hours. Yes. <laughs> so what do you think about this? That parenting can tend to make you a little bit more introverted. I mean, mm. you're maxed out on noise and touching, touching, touching all day long that you just want hey, mom. one hey, mom. minute hey, mom. alone. Hey, mom. 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 <laughs> I was talking to a young mom with three and a fourth on the way about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. And wait till you hear what she and her hubby do sometime just to have a minute of peace. So I don't know about you, but I was pretty fascinated when I found that parenting really can make you a little bit more introverted. And when you start to break it down, it makes perfect sense. I mean, you're maxed out on noise, physical touch, interaction. So, yeah, pumping gas can feel like a little mini vacation. You see your kids (laughs) strapped into your cars. And I was talking to a friend of mine about this uh, the other day, and she's got an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, both boys, a three-year-old little girl, 
and another baby boy on the way in March. Right, so she's house. got this adorable baby bump. Awesome and family. Sounds I asked great. her, I said, do you think uh, parenting can make you a little more introverted? And I thought she was going to go, oh, not at all. Because she's a yoga instructor and like loves people. Always taking her kids to their football games and all this stuff. And she said, oh, absolutely. She goes, you get so exhausted. And she goes, you want to know a secret? I'm like, what? She goes, every once in a while. Me and my husband will strap all the kids in their car seats and we'll put on a movie in the car and drive around for about 30 minutes just so we can have peace because <laughs> they're strapped in and they can't go anywhere. I mean, this is the five-year-old that lit the couch on fire with a candle and knocked a candle over. Oh my gosh, I forgot that so, story. So like, yeah. there's a lot going on in this household and yeah. I totally do not fault them at all for needing a little break now and then and so like hey this is our date night we're gonna go look at christmas lights (laughs) while the kids are strapped in their seats (laughs) so i'm wondering if you can relate are there times where you just like i don't know like you're some of my friends you're like i'm hiding in my closet right now to call you (laughs) you just need a minute alone is that you Jessica, it's Kevin and Taylor. We're talking about how it can turn you into an introvert having kids. You just want some peace and quiet and to be alone. Can you relate to that? I can. So we have five kids, um, and my husband and I will often take, and especially when our boys were little, they were the older ones, the girls came later, It was we would take them on adventures, right? So, so <laughs> instead of calling it like a date night or being out or taking them somewhere, we'd be like, let's go on an adventure. And it was literally the only time it would just be completely quiet. Um, <laughs> same thing. So I totally relate. I totally get what that is all about because that is our life. So, yeah. uh, I can't wait to tell my friend she and her husband aren't the only ones. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Definitely not the only one, so I totally related to that. It made me laugh. I love it. Thanks for calling, Jess. Have a Merry Christmas. You sound like you have a great family, Jess. Thanks. You guys have a good day.